Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes postgame show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook. Download today using code PHNX and please like, subscribe, review, comment wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Liam Merrill, joined by Craig Morgan for just our sixth postgame show that in which we are talking about a win of the season of 29 games. What a freaking game. That's all I have to say to start. Yeah. It was entertaining, wasn't it? It was, wow. it was a lot of fun to watch that game. And that's the kind of game I asked Clayton Keller about it afterward. Players love playing in games like that, where it's open, there are chances, there are a lot of plays to be made. You have to give the Coyotes so much credit in this game. that They get hit with the COVID bug. They've lost six in a row already. Their, their confidence is not in a great place. They've got a bunch of call-ups in the lineup. They're behind in this game, and they come back and win it. That was that was a pretty cool win for the Coyotes. Certainly. It was an emotional roller coaster for me. The Coyotes got, first of all, there was a fight two and a half minutes in, which just came out of nowhere, but leave it to Liam O'Brien to stir something up. The Coyotes respond with a goal right away, then get scored against twice in the span of 57 seconds. And I thought, oh God, here we go. And then it was three goals. And I thought, and you and I were texting like, time to break out the wheel of fantasy, but no, the the coyote said, hold my beer. Not, not so fast. And then from there, it was just back and forth and just like an absolute roller coaster. But like you said, entertaining, Um, even just getting to overtime, making it to overtime where, you know, the Rangers game earlier this week, you thought it was going to go there and there was that late goal. So just to even be in the position to get a point and then to pull off the win when Keller, had a phenomenal um, game tonight. It was just the the cherry on top. So, yeah, so many things to talk about up in this game. Clayton Keller again. We, we talked about consistency being the challenge for him, right? He's had stretches in the past where he looks like an elite player, but then he hits stretches where he's not impacting the game. For the most part, this season, Clayton Keller's been a really, really good player. He's got, I think it's 22 points in 29 games now. Again, I think if he had a little better talent around him, that number would tick up just a little bit and people would be definitely taking notice of his production. But uh, as I mentioned earlier, he hasn't had that period of time where he's dipped. You know, that it's maybe a couple games, but then he finds it again. So he hasn't had those long dips. Again, we're only 29 games, so let's see. Let's let's wait just a little longer before we render a verdict on that. But really, really encouraging signs from Clayton Keller. He's a guy who's imposing his will on the game in in big moments, in consistent stretches. He's making a lot of plays, so that's a really good sign for the future. Absolutely. Well, I guess we'll just skip right ahead to it while we're on the subject that uh, Clayton Keller was our DraftKings King of the Game. Put on my glasses. So I can actually see, okay, my oh, discount. Okay, okay. Discard, discount Clark Kent is coming out um, after this graphic goes away. Two goals, one assist, plus two, seven shots on goal. He was our king of the game the other night also. Um, and then had that one of the goals was the overtime winner. So, I mean, absolutely amazing production from him. And look, it's discount Clark Kent. <laughs> hey, Leah, what'd you get here? <laughs> it's me it's not pd it's me i promise oh my gosh so yeah great performance from keller um he was awarded the assist on boyd's goal later in the game they went back and added him to that so just i mean amazing to see and also we were talking about it in the chat craig before you got here just about how 
he and Schmaltz have been together and how ever since Schmaltz has been back in the lineup, it really seems like the two of them have some great chemistry. The thing that Nick Schmaltz, I mentioned on Twitter that I had a really long talk with Connor Garland today. Um, it's we whenever Connor Garland and I talk, we're like, yeah, we'll talk for 15 minutes. And I look at the phone when I get off and it's like an hour plus. <laughs> It's just, I just love talking to the guy and he, he loves talking high. We, we were all over the map today, but he, he talks about Nick Schmaltz too. And one of the things he said is like, I don't know many players in the league that are as skilled as Nick Schmaltz lugging the puck through the neutral zone. And we've talked about this. That is the strength of his game. First of all, he, he carries the puck with speed, but he's really good at navigating the neutral zone with the puck. And that's such an important element to your offense um, yeah, it's it's really showing. I think he's having an impact in his his return to the lineup. He's not even playing the center position now, but as we know now, in the NHL, center's kind of a fluid thing anyway. It's it's really F1, F2, F3 now. Guys take over different duties in different areas of the ice. Nick Schmaltz is is making an impact and it's really helping spark their game, sparking Clayton Keller's game. I'll stop talking now. <laughs> For sure. Well, like you mentioned, there's a ton to talk about in this game, but let's just pull up uh, tonight by the numbers, six five six goals is the most the Coyotes have scored. Twenty seven shots. Twenty seven shots. They their first shot of the game went in. That's not yep. the first time that's happened. Um, and uh, a little twenty five percent on on the Coyotes' power play, but the, once again the penalty kill taking big hits. Anaheim two for five. Um, nice to see those faceoff percentage numbers a little bit more, even though with Larson coming back in the lineup tonight it just kind of shows the importance of having that center depth but just man I just like I there was just so much happened I don't even know where to begin yeah speaking of center depth Travis Boyd what a game for him he was almost our DraftKings king of the game he's got 12 13 points now this season his career high I think is 20 right the way he's playing the opportunity that he's getting in this lineup I think he's probably going to shatter that. And it's not just, you know, it's not just getting the opportunity. It's executing on it. Now, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to start saying that Travis Boyd should be a top six center in the NHL, but he's getting these opportunities. And tonight, I mean, a sauce pass right on the tape. Are you kidding me? That was a beautiful play and literally just dropped it right on the tape for a tap in for Andrew Ladd. That's a great play. I asked him if he had to like access his memory bank to even remember how to make plays like that because he hasn't been in these situations since he was in the AHL. And he's, he's, he said, yeah, he had to go back a few years, but it's not like I never believed I could, could make those plays. It's just, I haven't had the chance to. And, yeah. you know, as you start to do it more and more, you get more and more confidence and yeah. really he's playing with some confidence. It's so true. And when he scored that goal in the first period, he actually tied Keller for team for the team and goals, which I don't think, any of us would have seen coming at any point. I mean, getting Keller surpassed him um, later in the game, but just still to be toward the top of the the team's scoring depth, I don't think any of us really saw that coming. When he came over, you know, I reached out to a, a couple of uh, uh, journalists in uh, Toronto and asked about him and basically was told, yeah, he's just a guy. He might be able to play fourth line center. You know, he'll be in and out of the lineup and that's that's all he can do. Well, Travis Boyd begs to differ. We have a $5 super chat from ruler 14 just saw on Reddit that ESPN said the coyotes had no interest in blocking shots. We had 15 blocks to Anaheim's five. ESPN said that. 
I guess. Yeah. Okay. I, I missed that one. I, I was very keyed in on something else that ESPN said tonight that I was tweeting about, and we can talk about that. That is true. We. Or maybe John, she just. John said he heard now. Weeks say that. I mean. Just yeah, go for it now, Craig. Just, we're, we're just hopping all around tonight. Let, let's just go. I addressed the Jacob Chicken rumors in uh, in uh, the story that I wrote the other day. Um, look, I know when Elliot Freeman weighs in on something, everybody's going to pay attention. But it's it's one paragraph from Elliot, so you don't get a lot of nuance. And and listen, Elliot's a terrific reporter, and he's dialed in. But to say that they're gauging interest, I think is a little misleading as to what's happening here. What happened is that initial report came out that the Islanders were inquiring about Jacob Chikrin and they were told that the price would be astronomical. Um, so like people stop there and say, wait a minute, you mean Jacob Chikrin is actually available? Let me make this clear. There are only a handful of players in the NHL that are not available. If somebody makes an insane offer for one of your good players, you're probably going to listen to that because it's your job as a GM to improve your team, to accomplish your goals. So if you think that offer will do it, that's your job. But what happened when that report came out is suddenly, oh my God, Jacob Trickman's on the market. So every GM, like, I better make a call because if if he gets traded, if a, if a player of his caliber on his salary at his age gets traded and my owner comes to me and says, were you in on that? And I ha- I say, no. The next question is, why not? So everybody's making calls. So, you know, this is my understanding of it. And again, Bill Armstrong won't comment on this, but my understanding is that pretty much everybody's calling about Jacob Chikrin. That doesn't mean they're going to trade him. Now, if somebody comes out with that crazy offer, okay, maybe. But that's what it's going to take to move a player like Jacob Chikrin. Um, And also... And again, I guess I'm just giving away everything that I wrote behind the paywall. But, you know, there's this rumor out there that that he and his father were working with the agent. They had requested a trade. That's not true. It's just not true that that hasn't been the case. So it's just crazy how how these rumors swirl out of control. Leah. It, just, it just drives me crazy. But getting back to ESPN, in this long winded diatribe I'm on right now. <laughs> both announcers casually throwing out the idea that Jacob Chikrin's on the trade block. Not citing any reports, mind you. So at that point, I'm assuming from ESPN, which is a legitimate news source, oh, you've done some reporting. No, they haven't. <laughs> they're just they're just casually citing stuff that they've read. They didn't do the reporting themselves. They don't have a nuanced understanding of what's actually happening. It drives me crazy. And as I said on Twitter, I get that this is going to happen from lesser sites where the journalism standards aren't there. Some somebody who hasn't talked to the GM, hasn't talked to anybody, is going to say, "Oh, here's what I think is going to happen with Jacob Chikrin." Okay, buddy, whatever, whatever. Who cares what you think? Because you don't know. But if ESPN comes out with this report, man, you, that's irresponsible. It's just yeah. irresponsible journalism. Do the work or cite the source. Don't just throw it out casually. That yeah, there's a lot of talk about Jacob Chikrin. Really? Like according to whom? Not not according to any work that you've done. So. That's that's all I have to say on that one, but it does drive me crazy how often that sort of stuff happens. Yeah, um, Craig, the chat, not just now. <laughs> I'm just sorry. The <laughs> comments are literally killing me right now. Right, go ahead. We'll read not. Okay, well, first of all, $2 super chat from Sammy. Since when does ESPN pay attention to hockey? Since this year, Sammy. When... Well, Sammy, I mean, <laughs> technically since this year, but still not quite there. I've 
we'll <laughs> focus on hockey a little more than they actually are right now. Okay, and then I just have to get to some other super chats. <laughs> Nick said, is the Ducks goalie going to be transferred onto the Coyotes as a power play forward? <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say to that one, Nick. I'm just going to laugh. <laughs> and then she- four ninety nine. And then Shane said, here's $5 because I'm a rich man now. And of course, Shane is referring to the fact, which let me just scroll up in the comments here, which he said about himself. I heard some cute guy took Coyote's money line live at the end of the first at plus 550. So he is donating his winnings. <laughs> referring to himself as a cute guy. Yes. I mean, he, he said the least I can do is donate to charity. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's what I was like reading as you were going on your ESPN diatribe, oh, which is this like insanity right, happening in, in the chat. Oh, my <laughs> God. Um, well, just I guess while we're on this subject, we can talk about the fact that a lot of people probably made a lot of money from this game on DraftKings, especially if you bet the over. Yeah, really. And even the over started. Goals in this game. I know. And the over started at five and a half. When the game started, it moved up to eight and a half. And even with that, you could have won um, some money. So, I mean, if, if you didn't do that, that was a missed opportunity because tonight was a good night to bet on hockey. And, of course, we would recommend using the DraftKings Sportsbook app when you bet. Um if you sign up using the promo code PHNX and bet a dollar on either team to score in an NFL game this week, you'll score $100 in free bets if they do um, this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And just while we're on the subject of DraftKings, because we do our once a week DraftKings pick of the week, and normally Petey does it. Um, so I had to I take over today and I'll do my DraftKings pick of the week. And because so many ho- – I was going to do hockey, but they keep getting postponed, <laughs> canceled. So I was like, okay, I'll just stick with what I know um, because I feel like I watch enough Cardinals to feel confident that the Cardinals are going to uh, – Cardinals minus 12 right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook app um, against Detroit, who's won one game this year. Um, Cardinals coming off in a, kind of an embarrassment on prime time. So I know DeAndre Hopkins is out for the regular season, but I feel confident that the Cardinals will um, – cover that minus 12 and a half so that is my DraftKings pick of the week Craig I know you're not a better but do you how do you feel about that pick for me really good about them the Lions are god awful yeah okay and I do think the Cardinals are going to rebound even with the hop out they'll they'll win that game big and and by the way uh, and I think our staff is working on this they'll be if they win that game they'll be eight and no on the road um and I I was actually researching this because I was curious how many teams have gone undefeated. Mm-hmm. I think they, well, the Patriots are undefeated on the road this year too, but the Cardinals have a chance to go nine and zero on the road, which has never been done because of this, you know, the added game to the schedule. So they could set an NFL record uh, in an undefeated road season this year, if they win their, their games at Detroit and Dallas this year. Yeah. I think they actually talked about that on the PHNX Cardinals live show tonight too. So yeah, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm, I geeked out and, and actually made a graphic for them. So. I I appreciate that so much. See, we, we're a family here at PHNX. We help each other out. So be sure to check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app this week. Sign up using the promo code PHNX and bet a dollar on any team to score in an NFL game and get $100 in free bets if they do. That's 21 plus Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. 
once again, the comments are killing me. Everyone's saying Boyd and the next Ted Lindsay Award winner. Oh, how about this for on the subject of ESPN and Boyd? Um, the ESPN graphic showed a picture of Fisher instead of Boyd. I know somebody else texted me that. I, I, I listen, I don't want to bash ESPN too much, but yeah, somebody else did mention that. It's just somebody sent me a text saying, Boy, Travis Boyd sure looks an awful lot like Christian Fisher. <laughs> Nick said that wasn't an answer to his question about the Anaheim goalie playing as a Coyotes power play forward. So sorry, we'll Nick. We'll answer that one. I'm sorry. I apologize, Nick. I don't know how to answer that better. Well, we said a lot happened in this game, and right now we're all over the place because it's just a lot. So let's just go. Let's just go one period at a time. How about that? Um, so I mentioned the fight. I mentioned all the goals, and then so that uh, three goals in two minutes and fifty four seconds for Anaheim. I feel like this is a pattern for the Coyotes this season. Yeah. There's all these goals and these bursts, and it happened again, kind of in the third period. Andre talked about the first 10 minutes of this game being pretty ugly for his team. And he was, yeah. wasn't happy with them. Obviously they get, you know, you get the Travis Boyd goal on the first shot and then it, it got ugly there for a little while. And and listen, going down three, one to Anaheim, did anyone really think the Coyotes were going to come back and beat the team that's in first place in the I mean, Pacific division? I didn't. But, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I mean, credit them with, uh, it, it, it's a simple thing to say we stuck with it. They stuck with their system and they did. I mean, you y- you have to give them credit for not losing heart in this game. That's the thing that strikes me the most. You're in the position you're in the standings. You've lost six straight. You're on the road. You've got three guys out with COVID, other guys out with injuries. It's, I mean, it's just a bad, bad situation. And by the way, the, the guy that we just talked about in the other net is really good. So are you yeah. really thinking you can put a six spot up on him? I, I don't think no. so. And that's something that, the chat was saying also before you got here, like everyone was just shocked because Gibson has been one of the top goalies in the league this season. So, you know, not only to beat the Ducks who are, like you mentioned, leading the Pacific, but to put that many goals, which was the most, I mean, the Coyotes aren't, aren't known for their offensive output. I think coming into tonight's game, they were last in goals per game in the whole NHL. So. Yeah, this is a, this is a season high in goals and they'd only reached five, one other time in the, the win over Seattle. So yeah, it's not a team that scores a lot of goals. Um, I've actually been holding off on this number, and I have to see where it is after this last game. But like in the modern era, I was looking at team goals per game for teams, and it was pretty scary. I, I think they were actually the worst goals per game in the modern era through 27 games it was. So we'll see how it shakes out in the end. It's, it's not relevant until we get a little deeper into the season, but can you imagine a team finishing, averaging less than two goals a game? That's... You're just not going to win much. So we'll, t- we'll so we'll take these multi-goal games when we can get them as as people watching. Um, Christian Fisher, it's great to see him score on the power play. Um, his fourth goal of the season, his first power play goal since January of 2018. And I know you had tweeted about him wanting more power play time. Yeah, he's a net front guy, right? In, in that situation, so you you have to. Obviously, you have to be able to stand in there. You got to create screens and deflections, but it takes quick hands as well. When you get in a situation like that where you get a rebound opportunity, you have to have quick hands. And, you know, in the past few seasons, uh, he hasn't been able to finish in those opportunities. You know, he's had some chances, but he hasn't been able to finish those opportunities. He told me this offseason that he worked a lot, you know, just on his hands, on improving that sort of play right in tight 
because he thought he might get up more opportunities with the changeover in the roster. And he knew he needed to finish better right in front of the net anyway, because that's where he's going to have success. I mean, Rick Tockett told him that a long time ago that he could sort of do the same thing that Tockett did in the league if he could learn to finish in front of the net. So an encouraging sign for Christian Fisher. Again, it, I know he wants to play more in those situations. He wants to play more, period. And and it, it's not a guy that you ever worry about the work ethic, and you certainly don't worry about the the excitement level or the energy that he brings to a team or or to a broadcast when he's on. Definitely. Um, also that, I mean, that penalty, I had so many like things written down about that first period, uh, 24 total penalty minutes. And that was just with four minutes left in the first. So I don't even know it was more than that. Um, four fighting majors in the first period, just like insanity. And it was, uh, the coyotes scoring two goals in the first was their most goals in the first period this season. There's another, another, uh, uh, cringy stat, I guess. Um, but I felt like the second period for the Coyotes was really kind of what allowed them to come back in this game. Um, it was a steady period. Wedgwood had some incredible saves, and actually one of his saves was what led the play to turn around to get that pass up to Keller for that breakaway goal from Goss to Spare. Um, so, I mean, that all started with the Wedgwood save. He really, I felt like, um, made some big saves in that second period. Yeah, just period in this game. You look at the numbers and you say five goals. Wow, well, Scott Wedgwood didn't play well. Look at the first four goals. I mean, there were two unbelievable shots that just about nobody's going to stop. And then two weird deflections. I thought he played really well tonight, even though he gave up five goals. I thought he played, I think it was 37 shots, but man, he made some big saves in this game. It's, it's not going to show up on the stat sheet, but it just, uh, like I said, he just didn't have a lot of luck early on in this game. But this was a game where he he played well enough to earn a win. So it's it's good for to see him get that win because he did play well enough. And by the way, he also broke out the new pads that I tweeted about. The Undefeated in his new pads, Craig. We're going with now. Yeah, and it'll probably turn around and say, yeah, but I have a 5.00 GAA. So fair enough, but. Yeah undefeated in his new pads i like them i i most i think most people actually that that responded to that tweet like the pads there were a few critics out there uh of course Grant it's twitter Lyon. <laughs> but uh <laughs> i wonder if grant's on the show today grant's a goalie too and by the way we we went back and forth and then he he tweeted his entire equipment uh on song to me so now i know what he wears but yeah, I, I love the new gear. He was he was nice enough to pull it out of his bag. Did I tell you this story? Yeah, you told me, but you haven't told. I haven't the told our listeners. So we had uh, after our show where we honored Bob and, and Steve Peters, um, we had a, a meeting. We had a meeting that we had to uh, get through, and then I figured, hey, no problem. The Coyotes have moved their practice to noon. <laughs> I could probably get there just a few minutes late, and I won't miss anything. I walk in. And I see Bill Armstrong and he's like, oh, you coming for the last few minutes of practice? I'm like, it's 12.20, Bill. What are you talking about? He goes, yeah, we're done. <laughs> okay. So I walk down to the hallway. I see Wedgwood. And he says, you've been bugging me about my equipment every day. I finally wear it on the ice and you're not here. <laughs> so me being, being the pushy journalist that I'm, I was like, all right, you got to pull it out of the bag for me so I can photograph it. And he did because that's. He's a goalie. He's a nice guy. And also, that's the sort of content that you provide for the PHNX 
yeah. readers and listeners. Craig. I like that stuff. I, I think it looks good. And he said his uh, mask will be here um, next week. Uh, David Gunnarsson's painting it right now in Sweden, but he would not give me any hints as to the design. Okay. I mean, I said that jokingly, but people genuinely have been asking about his oh, equipment yeah. every single day. So, yeah. you know. It's a big deal. And it's cool. Listen, it's, you know, when you, it's not often like in professional sports that you get to have that sort of expression of, of who you are. It's, it's, it's art. It's a form of art and not a lot of players get to do it. Can you think of another example? Like, in, I guess tattoos are sort of that, but to do it on your actual equipment, goalies really get to, to have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Equipment. I think maybe like an NBA player's shoe would be the only other like thing I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, Chris says goalies are God, right? Craig? Yes, that's true. <laughs> There's too many goalies on this beat. I swear. <laughs> oh man. Well then in the third period, another too many men on the ice call. Um, the coyotes continuing to take penalties, still the highest penalized team in the league it's so frustrating and those bench miners are even more frustrating and to see two in a row i mean luckily it didn't derail the game too much but yeah i you know i don't if i were a coach i'd be i'd probably have like a kangaroo court like a fine every time <laughs> that happened like come on seriously and and listen there's some close calls like we talked about it the other night against the rangers i thought that too many men on the ice was that was too close a call to make in that situation tie game late but it's just careless. Come on, just do the right thing in that situation. Don't get that call. The The thing that bugged me more is another offensive zone penalty tonight. The Coyotes are leading the league in offensive zone penalties. You can get away with defensive zone penalties in the eyes of your coach because you're maybe you're you're saving a goal or even if it's a neutral zone, you're stopping a rush, right? That That's mm -hmm. going to create an odd man rush, something like that. But an offensive zone penalty is just, it's either careless or it's frustration because you just missed a, a scoring chance, so you took it out on someone. You can't take those penalties that far away from your goal and give another team an opportunity on the power play. It's just, it, it just can't happen. Yeah, and then in that third period, two goals from the Coyotes in a minute and six seconds. Lad from Boyd and Labushkin, Kessel from Boyd and Schalman. I mean, Boyd once again. We talked about him a little bit earlier, but just a great game from him, a great game from Keller, a great game from Kessel. Someone had mentioned earlier that Kessel's trade value, it's like been like this <laughs> all season. But I think after tonight, it's kind of, again, maybe. We'll I see. think you know, Phil takes a lot of criticism, obviously. Um, I think Phil, for the most part, has played pretty hard this year. And look, you can you can be the cynic and say, well, yeah, that's because he wants out. And, it, and it's true that he would like to go to a situation at the end of his career where he can compete on a playoff team. But the other thing about Phil is it's not like he's a problem to his teammate. His teammates love him. Like Clayton Keller loves him. Guys in that locker room love him. He's a fun guy to be around. Is is the uh, is the offseason workout regimen always on point? Probably <laughs> not. But Phil's a, a fun guy to be around. And like I said, for the most part, I think he's played pretty hard this season. That deal is going to come at some point, Leah. It's, again, we're probably talking trade deadline that, that that's going to happen. But I think somebody will look at Phil Kessel and say, yeah, I mean, he can help our power play. And in, in a short run in the playoffs, he's had a lot of success in the postseason. That's a guy that we'll look to add. 
Craig, I don't know if you know the answer to this question. This might be a question for Petey when he comes back, but is there a player who is the fine master, keeping the other guys in check and finding them if need be? Wait, wait, what master? The fine master. Like, you're the one in charge of handing out the fines. No, I don't know if they have that sort of thing, uh, the kangaroo court. And the, I could ask. I mean, like, Christian Fisher would probably tell us everything we wanted to know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually put him in charge of it, right? Because he'd be a really good guy to have in charge of it. That's true. And then uh, this question from James. Um, Craig, you asked Keller the other day about his game. Do you think he's hitting the mark he wants to be at? Hitting the mark in terms of production? I mean, I, I think for the most part, like I said earlier with Kells, he's he's been consistent. I mean, he's had a couple short patches where he's off his game. But it hasn't been that extended thing. Everybody's going to have off games. You can't go 82 games where you're just on it unless you're Wayne Gretzky. It, <laughs> it just doesn't happen. Um, but Clayton Keller, I think, has been far more consistent through 29 games. Again, 29 games. That's not even half a season yet. So slow your roll in declaring that Clayton Keller has has arrived. But, but having- the pace he's on has been yeah. more. Yeah. The pace he's on on the roster that he's on as well. I mean, it's not like yeah. if he was I'm on a, a I don't want to take any game because he's yeah. doing what he needs to do through 29 games. He's doing it. So keep it up. Sustain this. Show us he can do this to like the 50, 60 game mark. And then people are really going to take notice that Clayton Keller has arrived. Yeah, I hope so. Well, okay. Here's another question. We're just jumping around with questions, but um, Craig, any latest on the COVID st- stuff since you uh, since last time you've talked? A lot of teams going crazy with COVID. I mean, it just seems like every day this week. I think it was something like 85 or 86 NHL players are in COVID protocol right now. Three teams are on pause until after Christmas. Florida, um, Colorado, and I think Calgary was the other one. Um, but yeah, 85 NHL players in COVID protocol, 14 games po- postponed already in December. Yeah. So any update on that with the Coyotes? I know that Galchenyuk got added to the COVID protocol today. Jay Beagle um, and Lawson Krauss are there as well. Well, they're going to stay in Anaheim. And Andre said after the game, they're going to fly on game day, which is really unprecedented. You, do, you don't want to do that to a team normally, but they're going to fly on game day to Vancouver because what they want to do is they want to test before they go. Cause you don't want a player going up there, then testing positive. Cause then he's stuck in Canada. He can't come home. Yeah. So it's a really weird situation. And I mean, the league really needs to think about this too, because we might get one of those situations and then what do you do? It's, it's, it's a crazy situation. I don't know how to manage that. I, I You can't go back to the all-Canadian division at this point, but they are going to wait and then fly up and, and and then just shoot, turn around and go right back to Seattle. Yeah. But that's that's where they're at right now. When I talked to Connor Garland, he said, we haven't practiced in six days because they're trying to keep us away from each other as much as possible. And I'm like, you've won six straight, so you probably don't mind. He's like, no, no, no. We haven't played well in the last two games. We're really lucky to win those last two oh games. Oh, my like, God. But they're trying to keep them apart because they're being as cautious as possible. So we're, it feels like we're at this tipping point right now. I don't know where it goes. It's so fluid and things change every day, but it it feels like we're at a tipping point. Wow. And a follow-up question. Um, why does the NHL not just waive the one-game weight requirement for the roster emergency exception before they can call up AHL players for COVID I outbreaks? I don't know. You, you would think they'd want to do it in this case, right? Yeah. Um, two Coyotes call-ups today. We didn't mention that. Um, and 
Blake Spears and uh, Michael Carson and Blake Spears was in the lineup today. Um, Drew, I mean, not Drew, was penalized on one of those. So probably not the the game that he wanted, but. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely lost in the shuffle, but I, you know, I, w- I was looking at that earlier. I, when, when you look at the call-ups and, and I don't know where you classify Barrett Hayton in terms of call-up, but he was with Tucson. He had like seven call-ups in the lineup tonight. And they scored six goals against the Pacific Division leading Anaheim. That's just the season that, like, the Coyotes, the games that we think, oh, maybe they'll win, they don't. And then they beat, like, Winnipeg, St. Louis, Anaheim. Like, it's just so bizarre. (laughs) But, hey, we'll take it. Um, Here's another question. Um, Craig, from, from Shane. Craig, any latest on the heater? Me and Johnny are on well first of all shane bad grammar johnny and i come on heater <laughs> they're doing well with their best uh, okay. <laughs> he's right. asking for your comment oh, your lingo shane see I'm, I'm of the generation of your parents who i know very well and by the way do they know that you're on this show right now shane <laughs> do they know what you're doing with your time right now <laughs> Well, if you're not watching um, Shane and Johnny on the PHNX Beds Daily Show, it's Monday through Friday um, at noon every day. They have actually have been kind of on a heater. So if you want to check that out, do so on the PHNX Sports YouTube. It's a really funny show, too. Um, and then when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code PHNX, get your $100 in free bets. And you're, if you're just new to betting, let them guide you. Um because they know they really know what they're talking about. And as much as we joke about it, like they really do. So I go to them for advice all the time. See, look, you said that about the practices. Then he saw they were playing the Leafs and he just <laughs> bet on the game because this is what happens. But um, hey, did you want to just join us on the show? I mean, yeah, Shane, I'll like- send you the I'll send you the link to join. <laughs> By the way, did Johnny have his kids on the show today? He did. So his daughter made an appearance That's- on Bets and then also an appearance on the Cardinals show. So, man, just, you know, we always say PHNX is a family. <laughs> um, a lot of people also today have been tweeting at us that their shirts have shipped. So super excited about that. Um, if you haven't seen our shirts, check out the PHNX locker. Here, I'll just show you our shirts. Here's our new shirt. This is I can... the, me is like, I think I described this as the Grateful Dead shirt, but it, it it's awesome. I, I love this shirt. Uh, and actually, I have to whisper this because my daughters are nearby. <gasps> I bought this for them for Christmas. Oh, it's a Not good gift. Only, I mean, this is like the stocking stuffer for them. So. Okay. Okay. That's a good gift. And then also Cody the Coyote in new colors as well. So if you haven't checked those out on the PHNX locker website do so if you sign up for an annual membership you get to choose a shirt of your choice that comes along with that membership so you know a great deal and then you get access to all of Craig's stories where he debunks Jacob Chicken trade rumors <laughs> and more um but you mentioned you talked to Connor Garland for an hour today so that story will be coming out this weekend you can only find that at gophnx.com um by becoming a member you'll get access to all those stories and not just Craig stories but all of the stories from all the phenomenal writers at phnx as well so be sure to do that we also have our members only discord where um, Craig and PD and I are in there pretty much almost daily chatting with everyone. So we love to have everyone be part of the family and, you know, just having everyone here on the, po- it's literally almost midnight on a Friday night. 
And look at all the people we have. And there's Y'all 49 are- there's 49 people here right oh, now. Like thank, you, for being thank here. you all so much. That means so much to us. Um Bees saying we talk about how awesome Leah's Christmas tree is fantastic. Thank you so much, Bees. It is also a real tree. Craig, do you do a real tree? Well, how a real tree? You, you go, you're going to start me on another diatribe here. A tree that came from being in the ground, not yes. from a box. But a tree that is now dying, right? No, it's not. Wait, are you? Do you have the one with a ball that you're going to plant it afterward? Oh, you mean it's now dying? As in, I'm going to go dump it in cactus park like after christmas yeah right you're just gonna you're just gonna dispose of it right just gonna cast it aside after christmas now that you've you've finished killing it and displaying it <laughs> yeah. i mean it's it's basically like hunting and putting a head on your wall Leah. so this is this is all the stuff that i do this is all the stuff that i do to tear my wife insists on having she calls it a live tree i call it a dying tree Christ, that is so negative we've, <laughs> we've killed it and we've stuck some stuff on it for a couple of weeks, make it, oh, look at all pretty. And then, okay, we're done with you. Put you on the curb <laughs> and they'll come and pull <laughs> you away. It was once life, but now it's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I like the smell of. I like, love the smell. <laughs> dying tree, but. <laughs> That's great. Tim said, watching a plant's. Die slowly in your living room is a wonderful tradition. That is perfect. That is perfect. That's exactly it, right? <laughs> I'm literally dying. <laughs> the chat's so, I mean, there's the other side of it, like fake trees got I, I have no idea what those are made of and what what sort of <laughs> environmental impact they have, but but I don't know. It just I feel guilty every time <laughs> look at Harvest and all caps. I feel guilty every time we bring this tree and I'm like, I'm sorry. You were once alive. You were, you were once growing in a forest. But what do you wow. think goes into a plastic tree? Yeah, I mean that's that's it's not great, but I'm not a murderer like you. Leah. Should I just project the image of a tree on the wall? It's not the same vibes. You uh, Shane, go to bed. <laughs> Leave me alone. It is literally dying. You're right, Shane. Oh. Dying. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, I feel like silent, if we if we're quiet for a moment, we might even be able to hear it. <laughs> Stop! Let that. Oh my god! It is, seriously, it's late and we're being wacky now. Joel we? said, "I don't even need Christmas to watch plants die in my house." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Can I tell you what's happening in my house, by the way. So I'm I'm Please bad do. at study. And I don't have a tree behind me. I have a, like this picture of Wrigley Field that you can barely see behind me. Um, I went, first of all, I went to a, a party for a friend who, a, a very, Paul Coro, some of you know him. Paul Coro almost died, a journalist that I worked with for a long time. I, I had to go to his party. I had to see him. It was it was good to see Paul alive. I love Paul. He's, he's a good friend. So I went from there. However, while I was at the party, my wife was welcoming my family into our house for a holiday party. I arrived home, said hello, and then came back to watch the game and then to do this show. So I wouldn't say I'm in good standing right now. It's not like I could help it. I had to work tonight. I had to watch the game. And I did go out in the intermissions to say hello to everybody. But it was pretty much, yeah, Tara was running the show tonight. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, shout out Tara. Um, I just exactly. need to scroll up because there was a comment way earlier. Here we go. Just um, kind of changing the subject from Hunter. This one was for Petey's dad. That's what I feel like too. Um, again, thank you to everyone who has um, reached out with their love and support for Petey. Um, we've spoken to him. It really means a lot to him. If you missed the video that was put together by all of the former Coyotes and PHNX staff um, over 24 hours. Um, that was on our live show Thursday, where you can find it on the PHNX Sports YouTube. I would highly recommend watching it there. Um, it's pretty much like the whole thing is just person after person after person um, speaking to PD, talking about his dad is talking about PD, and it just speaks to the person that he is. Um, so, you know, we miss having him here this week. He's with his family. He'll be back next week. But thank you again to everybody for the outpouring of um, love and support for, for PD this week. By the way, uh, to piggyback off of that, uh, this win as well. Shout out to Matt Schott, who we we had on this show earlier, who was who's battling. He's in a battle with cancer right now. You all know it because he was he was there on Hockey Fights Cancer Night. He's he's in a tough battle right now. So, shout out to Matt Schott. This this win, I think that I'll, I I actually know that uh, several Coyotes sort of dedicated this one to Matt Schott as well. So, that's really special. Yeah, that's really special. Well. We can wrap this one up. It's getting late. Um, like we mentioned, the Coyotes are headed to Vancouver. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, um, Sunday, Vancouver is had not the best season so far. But ever since Bruce Brugio stepped in, they've won six of their last six. Um, still seventh in the Pacific. But you know, at this point, if the Coyotes can beat the first place team in the Pacific, they I feel like why not stop the six. Game winning streak. Vancouver's on a back to back too, so that'll be the second game. And Connor Garland's not happy about that. By the way, he wanted to have a full tank for the Coyotes. So yeah, I'm sure that game's going to mean a lot to him and OEL as yeah, well. So bet on that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and also, just I was mentioning this in the chat earlier about this game. So it's the Coyotes' sixth win. Um, they snapped their six game losing streak. And what was my other six? It was like six, 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 something bad. And I was like, I don't like this. It's the goals. Six, six goals. goals. That's it. Wait, yes. Six, six. Do we have, do you have a picture of a goat? No, but somebody already said earlier, where's the picture of the goat for <laughs> Craig? Oh, here it is. See, just send it to Mac. <laughs> yeah. Um, Craig hates goats. And if you want to know the story, listen to the Phoenix sports podcast from this week, because yeah. that is what I learned about Craig and Michaela this week. Yeah, um, Michaela, anyway. Our childhood stories of goats are our, our traumatic childhood goat stories. I promise it's relevant to sports. So. Yeah, in a very loose way, but yeah, it is. Well, Craig, any other final thoughts from tonight's game or any upcoming games or anything going on? Before I'm, blown away. I'm blown away by this win tonight. I, it, it's a really surprising win, and it's I'm sure they're feeling good right now. And Listen, we, we all know how the season is going to play out by and large, but it's good for these guys to get these sorts of moments just to, I, I guess, just a reminder of what it feels like. And, and it just shows that they're still committed. They're still working for it. They haven't given up, and that's – it's hard to do when you're in this situation. So enjoy the win. Enjoy Southern California. They get to stay there instead of going up to Vancouver where it was apparently a blizzard today. So great. Well, I love that for them. <laughs> I really do. Um, another entertaining game for all of us here to watch. Great to see a game with a lot of offense, um, even though they also had five goals against. But, you know, 
all you need is one more goal and they had it tonight. So a great showing all around. Um, so it was, it was a little bit more fun for us again. Thank you so much all for being here. If you're listening on audio, head over to our YouTube channel and subscribe, hit the bell to get notifications. If you're watching us live right now and you're not subscribed where you get your podcasts, please like follow and give us a rating and a review. Everything is super helpful to us. Um, you can follow each of us on Twitter at Craig S. Morgan at Leah Merrill. Um, and you can follow PD at S Peters hockey and our beat account at PHNX underscore coyotes. Thank you all so much for being here. So late. We appreciate you all. Let's uh, start another streak here. Not a losing one. Let's go on a winning streak and um, we will see you all Sunday night as well. Have a good weekend, everyone.